in part one of our uh, of your Jeff interview with uh, Keris Ash, um, you went through uh, some of the uh, basics of the water extraction um, at Mount Tambourine, um, and uh, let's go into part two uh, right now. Cool. A bit more about the legals. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you're listening to Fortune Z Eco Radio. The Planning and Environment Court's a state instrument, and it's council that. It's, so it's council versus the extractor in the state court. Is that a, that's a separate the process st- than the submissions that are being called for at the moment, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. What we've got so at the moment, and this is something that's been, yeah, yeah. The this has been going on for a very long time. Um, long time. We've been pushing. There is what's called state water plans. And they cover areas of the state. And Springbrook comes over the Gold Coast, is covered by the Gold Coast Water Plan, Tambourine, which also has lots of issues, as you well know, comes under the Logan Water Plan. Those plans are updated, reviewed and replaced every 20 years or so. And that at present, underground water's not included in those state water plans. So that's... We've been pushing for a long time for them to update it earlier than what they usually do so that we can get underground water included in that plan because then the state can have a bit of oversight. So they had no oversight at all in this court process. Mm. They weren't involved at all. Underground water really isn't on people's radar, is it? No, and this this is, you know, this is called spring water when you buy it in a bottle, but it's actually ball water, um, underground water. And so we we were pushing to to get underground water put on the plan, and then just in the last six weeks or so, the government has come back. The Department of Water has come out and said that they are updating the water plan, and to have people to write in their issues that they see with the present plan that can be looked at with the new plan. So they they've been quite good. I mean, the things that they've asked for is effectiveness of the environmental management rules of the present water plan. Well, <laughs> because they haven't got underground water, what they haven't been looking at the environment. So that's one of the big things that we can all talk about when we're putting in our issues. With these underground water, what happens with the water? The water seeps out as little springs from the aquifers, aquifers of, of, if anybody's ever been to Best of All, Best of All Lookout, you you right you drive up a ridge line to best of all look out that that ridge sits on a very hard basalt layer and the ridge line is actually fractured basalt the water seeps into there from rain but this is only filled up by rain the only thing that fills it up is rainwater it then seeps out at that overlay where the basalt sits on the the rhyolite as little soaps streams fens swamps whatever you want to call them it it, it doesn't come out like a spring in most places it just soaks out those soaks join together form the streams that then form the waterfalls of springbrook for what springbrook is famous for tourist wise mm-hmm. uh, so since the last plan came ahead there's been two new spiny crayfish found it, that only live in those springs and only live in the clear waters of the the creeks that come through they have since been listed as critically endangered under the Nature Conservation Act in Queensland. So, yeah, they, they, they haven't been considered before by the state. 
So they've now hopefully have to consider them. They have to consider all those impacts that they, they're, you know, that they're having when the underground water is taken. Uh, there's been the, the QUT study, the Springbrook Groundwater Investigation and Tambourine Groundwater Investigation has been excellent. And this is all because of the court case. You know, the, 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 the council wanted to know, well, what is happening to the underground water on places like that? And they have come up with the money to pay for this study. So you know, you've got to give them credit for that as well. So all of those studies are giving us more information. Is that information automatically taken into account by the state when it reviews the state water plan, or is it up to us to make sure that the government is taking notice of this information? It's up to us to make sure the government's taking notice of this information. Because the so other thing is the... That? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a little media. There's a really good um, petition out there at the moment, um, Save Gondwan and Water, uh, that's doing really well. There's a little video embedded in that uh, petition and, and quite a bit of other information. It's a change.org one and it's actually going gangbusters, which is really well. We're also having an information se uh, session on Springbrook on the 1st of July in the Springbrook Community Hall on Carrick's Road where there'll be a number of people talking because one of the other issues that hasn't been taken into account in the past is the traditional owner uh, uh, feelings towards what Springbrook is. Springbrook is a very spiritual place to the uh, Coomba Mary people and their stories have never been heard within the department. So they're very important when it comes to talking to the department as well. So they'll be there We'll have a bit of an overview of the science from QUT. Uh, we'll have, I'm um, talking as an activist. <laughs> uh, we've got a fellow from council coming up to talk with what they've been up to and things like that. EDO will be there as well. My from, uh, representative from EDO will be there. So it's, it's just going to be a, you know, a bit of a talk session and a question and answer and we'll have a smoking ceremony first and a, and a welcome to country. So, so it'll be that's a very. 1st of July uh, at the Springbrook Community Hall at two o'clock. Okay. So, so yeah, everybody's two welcome. On the first. Yeah. Now, it's only a fortnight yeah. from there until submissions close. So we really need to sharpen our pencils, don't we? Yeah, we do. So we'll also present the department with the petition. Uh, we'd be asking if they keep them on that they've really, really got to make really, really strong conditions that they have to monitor. There has to be real-time monitoring that we can all see. When it gets to a certain level, they've got to stop pumping. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, we also want them... The lack of yeah, monitoring sorry. and the, you know, uncapped extraction is really one of the most extraordinary criminal aspects of this. It's frightening. Yeah, the... Yeah, the lack of monitoring, particularly when it comes to climate change. The department actually mentions climate change in their documents with um, the upgrading of the plan, so that's a that's a big one as well. It we're getting longer dry periods already. They uh, the records only go back to nineteen fourteen, but those three really dry springs before the bushfires are record breaking with the lack of rain for somewhere like Springbrook. The, the raising of the cloud level, a lot of the moisture, the soil moisture comes from 
the cloud, the fog that happens around at the top end of Springbrook where these uh, water mines actually are, that's raising. So there's going to be less uh, water available to the soil and then further into the aquifers from that. So there's a lot happening and there's a lot that the department needs to take on and we'll just keep pushing and pushing them. Well, thank heaven, Sarah, people like you, you know, taking action to draw our attention to these things, Karis, and, you know, leading the charge to try and stop this extraction. Yeah, people need to stop buying bottled water. <laughs> we did, we have done a little bit of an, an ACCC push as well, the, you know, the advertising mob, because it's not spring water, it's bore water. If, if, the, if it was actually written on the bottles that it was bore water, people would stop buying the stuff. Uh, you just think of it, there's 30 million litres going off Springbrook a year at the moment. That's 30 million one-litre plastic bottles being created just to put Springbrook water in. What's the cost of disposing of those bottles? There's so much to this issue that people just don't understand and it would be really good to get that message out. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we can do our bit to support you doing your bit. And... Um... We'll see if we can get there on the 1st of July and report on that. Okay, thanks, Jeff. That's great. And thank you for for helping helping the issue. It's great. Thank thanks, you. So that's a really important issue. I think groundwater generally is an important issue that we ignore. Um, if you think about things like the Murray-Darling Basin and the Menindee fish, fish mm. kills that have been in the news for the last couple of years um, if you read those stories most of it's about surface water it's about how much rain there was and where the rain you know when the rain flowed down and when we let water out of dams and things like that but every now and then a scientist will remind people that 60 percent of the water in a river comes from the groundwater now the groundwater was once rainwater as Keris was just explaining it runs down the rocks and so generally if you look at Australia you've got a ridge running up the east coast and mm. then the water flows down under the ground from the Great Dividing Range all the way to Lake Eyre or to the mouth of the Murray. Mm. That's what the Murray-Darling Basin is all about. Of course. And so a lot of that water is flowing through the ground, yet we let people extract it without any monitoring and without any cap on how much they can uh, take. We consider it to be free water. Yeah. But it's, it's an essential part of the ecosystem. Free water, not for the people, but for the corporations. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, as she pointed out, if you were watering your vegetables in the lock your bay, you'd be paying for the water. Mm. But if you're Coca-Cola trucking it it's out. It's just free. It, it, like, it, you know, it is a form of insanity. So I uh, think anyone who is, um, you know, on the southern side of Brisbane and can get to Springbrook Community Hall on the 1st of July, it's going to be a very interesting day. As she said, there'll be people from the EDO, the council, local activists and uh, First Nations people all talking about their uh, stake in this and then it's a fortnight until the submissions are due to uh, review these water plants and they're only reviewed every 20 years at the moment so Whoa. it's a one in two decade opportunity to actually change the way we look at groundwater yeah uh so that was your conversation with keris ash um uh local activist and green witch that's how she describes oh, love she, it yes Go the green witches. Okay, uh, let's.